the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. It is finally Friday the 1st. You are tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firms from us Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Doing all right. Thanks Ready for, for holding, the long weekend. Yeah, thanks for holding down the fort yesterday. Of course, of course. All my family... So my two college girls have older college girls have been in the past couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Now they're both gone. And then my youngest who's home is not going to be home because she's going over to her friends to watch Stranger Things. Like, like for hours. So yeah, well, yeah, that's why I haven't started the new Stranger Things yet. I know that my life will just be over with, which is what happened because I forgot that the new Peaky Blinders came out. Decided to be like, yeah, I'll watch the beginning of the first episode the other day. Next thing I know, I was on my couch for about seven hours mm-hmm. and watched the entire season. So, and it's the last one. Didn't savor any of it. So now I got to go back and watch it again. Right? But I, uh, I can completely understand that. That's for sure. So but like yeah, an empty nester again because of Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, I think you just wanted the day off yesterday to get your party and started early for the Fourth of July. <laughs> We're gonna have a cookout today. See, at that's the, what I'm at saying. the office. That is so cool. But we got to work first, Marsha. Oh yes, there is the show to do. Is there not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joining us in studio. Uh, now, the math on this, it, he's the current 58th, incoming 90th. He'll be sworn in December 2022. Delegate George Miller, welcome in. Thank you. Good morning. Thanks Good for morning. coming in. Now, we had you scheduled earlier, and then you gimped up your foot. Yes. So, you feeling better? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for coming, making the trip uh, over here to Martinsburg. Appreciate that. Um, so, what's been going on? Um with, as Anything what? like 522? Oh, oh, 522, yeah. <laughs> hey, you've right been you getting your uh, yard work done? Or? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Not with my foot the way yeah, it is. No, yeah. it's true. <laughs> yeah, what's 522 been like for, for you guys? Um, I was just out there the other day. They have um, started the um, along 522, of course. Uh, they're just south of uh, Berkeley. They have uh, some of the uh, drain lines in. Mm-hmm. You, you, because of the the run that goes uh, through there, they are had, they laying pipe and fiber optic cable at the same time, or is it just no, the pipe? Just that the pipe, doing? yeah. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, that now they're they have that um, they have everything marked out to uh, uh, to where the road will be. Uh, they're over by the church now, uh, putting in in the culverts for over there, and that's for the for the bypass. Yes, well, that's part so of the bypass. So much just happening. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, they're, uh, they're clearing the land and, and, and things. And so all of the easements have been signed. Everyone who's selling property has done that. I would assume so because of the they had started. Uh, I know there was a big holdup on it 
and they were saying they're probably about a uh, little more than a half year behind schedule already so, because um, of that. So obviously this is happening when everyone's trying to get out the door and go to, you know, weekend trips for the 4th of July and summer travel and all of that. Compounding all that, gas prices have been have been Ooh. high. In, yeah. in neighboring Maryland, which you guys probably in the years past have probably, you know, mm-hmm. uh, eased up to, to to get cheaper gas today, their gas tax is 7 cents higher yep. as of today. So what's going on with the gas prices? And can can the lawmakers in West Virginia do anything? Uh, yeah, we we could drop the um, uh, the tax, um, but I don't think that's a very good idea. And why is that? Uh, well, you're going to lose um, a lot of income there, and if, if how are you going to make that up? You mm-hmm. know, it's got to come back someplace else. So, and that's and, tied and to the road work too, it, the, exactly. the gas taxes. Yeah. And they can't use any of the the bond there. I feel like there's just so much bond money and grant money and money that's just kind of coming from different places. They can't use any of that. Oh, like the pandemic funding? Yeah, I feel like money's just kind of everywhere right now in different places. They can't use any of that to kind of help things out? Well, yes and no. They they can use that probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know all the... The correct terms. Well, I'm sure it's or, probably already got places it's supposed yeah, to go to. Right, exactly, and and it's uh, earmarked for for those places. But uh, a, a lot of the money that uh, we have uh, will receive from the federal government. There's there's stipulations on that to mm-hmm. where they can use that and how they can use mm-hmm. that on the roads. You know, so a lot of people think there's a lot of money out there, which there is. But it may not be for them. Right, yeah, the money's the already part. got a place for it to and go. You right. don't want to have to give it back after right. a year or so. <laughs> right. You misspend it. Yeah. So I, I was looking at some of the your uh, your interest points and, in, uh, you know, the school. Uh, unbelievably, we just, the kids just got out of school, but, you, you know, there are school supplies on the shelves now and some exactly. of the stores. It's a little depressing. Mm-hmm. But, but, I mean, you worked in the school system, so you're probably, this time of year, you probably get a little nostalgic about the kids coming back. You've got some opinions about how Morgan County, in particular in the state, uh, in general, should handle um, student safety in regard to the pandemic? Yeah, um, I, I, I think um, uh, the mask mandates... Um, I'd like to see them just stay off altogether. I hope that uh, they're looking, they're saying that there might be another um, round of COVID in, in the fall. and Like a resurgence? Yeah, and uh, I, I hope they do not go back to the mask mandate. Do you lawmakers get special briefings from, you know, Clay Marsh and the folks in the DHHR about any of that coming down the the road or is this just what you're hearing in well this it's just what i'm hearing but they do come over you know for uh, meetings for Mm -hmm. when we have committee meetings and stuff dhhr yeah so Mm -hmm. uh, that's uh it, it's kind of, it's still going to be a big topic this this year. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's not uh, COVID's really not going to go anywhere. I, f- I think the comparison was made a little too early, but it's like the flu at this point now, right? In terms of uh, being around all the time, I mean, right. it's Endemic. never going anywhere. Endemic, yeah, um, so I f- and things now. I mean, I guess it is. It's the warm weather, you know, things like that. You're mm-hmm. outside more, whatever. But yeah, I hope uh, I hope we don't go back into the full lockdown mode again. Yeah, me either. Uh-uh. That's, so. That's bad. Related to school, um, uh, every year we talk about locality pay up here for uh, government employees because, you know, our school systems and corrections and all of that Mm -hmm. are in direct competition to places like Loudoun County. So what is your opinion on locality pay? I like it. You know, I I think it, 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 when you travel through the state and you see this, you know, they're, 
you see the prices drop a little bit, you know, and, and things like in the middle mm-hmm. of the state. So, you know, when we get over here and there, there's so much competition with the, the teachers and things, you need something to hold them here. And I think that's a very good idea to do this. Yeah, I think so too. Absolutely. I mean, there's got to be a reason for them to stay, like you said, Marcia, with the you know all the different it's areas Latin that are County. right here. Yeah, that you can go <laughs> yeah. to Washington County, Maryland. I know pays their teachers really well. Right. Uh, you got to have some sort of an incentive to keep them here. Exactly. Um, but one thing I did want to talk to you about because I'm just now learning really about this. Uh, the guy just passed away the other day, but Woody Williams. Oh yeah. Now uh, I'm not a native West Virginia, but I have heard of the name. And then of course now uh, since he's passed away, I've heard, you know, Hoppy on talk line, talk about him a lot and talk about with different people. Uh, but you know, what was, what does Woody Williams mean to you? Well, he was, um, he was the last surviving um, medal of honor winner. World Recip- War II. Recipient. Hoppy. Oh, yeah, yeah, recipient. Yeah. Hoppy, oh, yeah. Apparently, Hoppy got corrected by Woody Williams himself. <laughs> oh, yeah, he would have. <laughs> like, you don't win the Medal of Honor, you receive the Medal of Honor. You earn it. <laughs> yeah. So, he was the last living Medal of Honor recipient. Yes. And, um, uh, of course, he passed away last week, and but uh, they're gonna he's gonna lay in state and mm-hmm. in the Capitol. That's pretty outstanding. Yes, for, it is. For two days, they're gonna have him um, there for folks to right. come by and show their respect. Right, and I I think that's wonderful. That is really wonderful. And he he did a lot, you know, and he did it with a, a I think like a flamethrower. And then he'd right. come back yeah. and, and, and get that, and, yeah. and he'd go back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was an interesting article about him in uh, the journal, I believe it was yesterday, kind of telling uh, about, you know, why he got the Medal of Honor. And I mm-hmm. can't, I, I feel like you, you can say it, it's so easy to say it with all these stories, but I can't even imagine, you know, putting myself on the line like that, not just, or only once, let alone the multiple right. times he did it in just that one day. Right. Uh, Audie Murphy did the same thing. Mm-hmm. But he did his with a gun. And, yeah, not and a flame, flame did, throw was pretty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes it pretty intense. Though, yes, right? and made it a lot more difficult. So, yeah. you know, he he worked harder than our we, Murphy. We have a lot of um, veterans groups on frequently because we, we talk a lot about uh, the men and women who've stepped up to serve. And one of the stats that I heard was we're losing 200 veterans from that era a day oh, that's in the a shame, United States. It? Um, you know, so those stories are going away with right. them, and um, as much as we can't honor them, right. uh, you know, and this obviously is another chance for us to reflect on exactly. the great sacrifice that generation yeah. made. And, and you know, I, I think a, a lot, you know, that, that's wonderful that that happens. But then, you know, we're coming into the Vietnam era, mm-hmm. you know, and and how they were treated when mm-hmm. they were they came home. That I I thought that was disgusting. So did, in your community, because you're. You were probably a little too young to serve, right? No, I, I missed the lottery. Okay, so you were you were in that era, so yes. you you know guys that yes. went over. Yeah, yeah, I had a friend that uh, uh, got shot over there. Wow, didn't make it back. So, what was it like when they started matriculating home? And it, I know we've heard some of the veterans talk about how. Seen, it was hard. Yeah. You've seen the pictures of airports and things right like people that. spitting on them, calling them baby killers and yeah. things, you know. And all. It 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 was just crazy, you know. Wow. Getting more speaking uh, with Delegate George Miller here on Panhandle Live, and unfortunately, uh, we have to get to our first break of the hour here in just about a minute and a half. So uh, I want you to let anybody else or let everybody know anything else you want uh, that's important to you, how to get in touch with you, things like that. Okay. Um, yeah. If uh, there's anything else on your kind of your uh, list that you wanted to make sure that you mentioned before you left okay yeah we we got the personal property tax probably come up this this year 
and um, it, it wasn't voted on last year, but uh, I think it'll it'll come back. It that that'll be a big thing. Um, for where, the where do you stand on that? Oh yeah, I was one of the uh, co-signers on the on the bill that you want it to be um, to, there to be relief in terms of yes. property, personal yeah. property, and, tax? and uh, Phil Mallow was is lead on on this bill here. Um, he, he's from Fairmont, and he when he wrote that he he put in stipulations of, of uh, percentages of breakdowns, you know, over the years, mm-hmm. and then while you're when you turn eighty, it's it it's gone totally gone for you so so phase it out yes being phased out yeah obviously we can't get to everything that was on your list i i'm i'm sorry about that we'll have to have you come back on oh great um and because uh <laughs> you're you're pretty much locked in now right because of, yeah, of how the primary fell out you didn't have a yeah um, a, a democratic right um, contender opponent, yeah so december 20 uh, 2022 you will be sworn in as the 90th district yes. delegate Yes. Yes. You have to change all your letterhead. Right? Yeah. 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 You do got to change all. You got to get new business yeah. cards. You got to do all that again. Yeah. Get, with, your changes. That's right. You got to speak with delegate uh, George Miller. Thank you for joining us this morning on Panhandle Live. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Hey! Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha, we have a special guest joining us in studio. It's, it's a look back in the past. So this, I, I, I think I introduced him as this was me. <laughs> That's exactly how you introduced him earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so David Plume is in the studio and, and I connected with you when we, I probably, when we were talking about, uh, one of the, the quarry lakes around Martinsburg and you reached out to us and I was like, Oh, this is fascinating. And then I, then I proceeded not to put it on the calendar. So I'm like, Oh, come in. No record of it on my, so anyway, thank you for understanding that we're just kind of, uh, wiggling around our schedule here today, but welcome in. Thank you. Glad to be here. So uh, do things look a little different than when you were here? Because you said you helped design this building. Well, I mean, it's still the same building, although it's expanded. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We had to have a space. Yeah, I think the lobby Mm -hmm. out here was at one point offices or there was cubicles or something in the the main area. And what was one studio was the general manager's office. Wait, we're right there? On the other side. Oh, oh the where other, the big oh, dog where is. Where the big dog is. Yeah. That's where the big dog used to be. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> it's not a bad spot cut. for a manager's office back no, there. Right not. in the middle of everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I've always thought this was very cool. Uh, this feels like a radio station when you walk into mm-hmm. this building. I, I've worked in different places where it just feels like you're walking into an office right. building. I mean, it could be 30 stories tall, whatever. You walk in here, feels like you're walking into you know somewhere where radio is going on. Right. Well, when the studios were downtown, right mm-hmm. downtown Martinsburg, you know, upstairs, and... <clears throat> Primarily, there's economic reasons for, for moving business reasons that uh, they were paying rent down there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you build a building, you, you know, that's your right. building and it saves on that. Plus, um, it, back in those days, the signal from the studio to the, um, you know, transmitter location here it was done by uh, telephone lines. Huh. Not not your regular yeah. telephone. It was a high, uh, you know, high yeah. capacity, you know, high quality phone line. They were very expensive, mm-hmm. and the price was going way up on that. So they say, well, if we move to the transmitter, we lose that cost, and you know, we have our own building, and so. So anyway, the tower's always been here. Yes, 
Yeah, this has been location. Now, when it was first put here, this was not in the middle of town. This was like <laughs> this was country. This was you know oh, right, wow. right. Okay. Because remember that was long before Interstate eighty one. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, this was a rural area, and it, but uh, of course it's expanded over the years. And so wait, David, yeah. you predate the interstate. Is oh, that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Wow. Well, it turned out to be good foresight because this is probably the busiest corner in the county, really, at any given yeah. time. Yeah. The, the one one issue, one reason, you, you know, years ago you didn't put the studio at the transmitter. Um, the, the, of course, the tower is a radiating element, but mm-hmm. there are also underground radials, copper radials. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was the biggest concern about putting a building here. Was it going to interfere with your broadcast signal? So. Mm. So and that's why it would be tough if because uh, I was thinking about this the other day, and then I knew th- about the you know underground stuff, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, well, if they ever wanted to you know tear this down and build something else, that would be probably one of the main uh, deterrents from doing that because then you'd have to dig yeah. all that up and redo all that again. So, yeah. so you were the news director, but also operations as yes. well. So you you were doing it all. Yeah. Well, the the general manager. Uh, pretty much, of course, made all the big decisions, <clears throat> and he managed the sales force. And then I was uh, news and operations, basically managed the on-air mm-hmm. people. So. so at that point, WEPM <clears throat> played music, yes, but also a, had local news right, and programming. Right, country music format, yeah. And, uh, well, originally, it, uh, WESM was the FM station, and uh, it was an adult Contemporary type W-E-S-M? format. WESM? Yeah. Huh. W-E-S-M. Yeah. And we decided to change the format. When I say we, it was more management decision <laughs> yeah. than me, but. Uh, the royal we. Yeah. yeah. You know, the format to a, you know, a mm-hmm. more uh, of a rock type format. And that's when we changed the call letters to WKMZ, which don't don't mean anything. Sometimes, yeah. you know, like EPM, Eastern Panhandle Martinsburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, huh. uh, yeah. So WKMZ then became what we know as WLTF, and yep, then briefly yeah. be- it went back to WKMZ mm. uh, and now back to WLTF. So that was yeah. the, that 97.5 FM transmitter. Right, right. Yep. That's radio for you. And and before it was WESM, years ago, before I was here, it was WEPM FM. Okay. Look at that. Yeah. But, but it was all music then. But how much of your day was also local, you know, talk programming? Like, I, re- I can remember when we were in... Uh, Brown Funeral Home Funerals at oh, yeah. the top of like noon. I think really, it was. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, well, pe- people, I used used to be the one reading that yeah. with the and, organ, and, the and, soft and, organ music behind you. And, and I thought it, it well, it was yeah. I, mean, I love it. WEPM years ago before I was here. You know, I mean, back like I say it started in what forty six, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, different format back then, but they had different local programs. And I mean, you just think what yesterday the iPhone was. 15 years old. Yep. So just think how that technology has changed. Well, yeah. back in, in the day, as, a, as they say, I mean, people got their information from local radio. Yeah. They, they had no cell phones. They had no internet. You couldn't Google something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, someone would arrest you if you tried to Google things. <laughs> you know, now we... Just... Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, well, I think when, when schools cancel, how do people find out about it now? <laughs> well, right. they probably get, get a, you know... They get a, a text, text alert get, yeah. text or text something alert. like that. Well, yeah, it used to be you had to listen to local radio mm-hmm. to find out that stuff. Well, I even I remember so. waking up early in the, in the wintertime and getting downstairs to eat your breakfast and staring at the TV, at the ticker on the bottom of the, whatever news channel you're watching, yeah. waiting for yeah. your school's mm-hmm. county or your county to come by and say closed. Uh-huh. Most exciting thing. 
Now, one, one thing that we, we used to entertain ourselves in the morning when we would tell people, do not call and ask. Just listen to your radio. <laughs> but people, I mean, right. just hundreds of calls coming. Because you, school you guys get the information yeah. first. School today. Yeah. So we had the ability to hook phone lines together. So we would sometimes punch two <laughs> lines together and people go, hello, hello, who is this? <laughs> well, I was calling the radio station. Well, so was I. <laughs> Is there school today? I don't know. That's why I call. <laughs> so we, we start doing fun. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That, start yeah, doing that. Does the technology exist now to do that? Um, maybe you, not in here. Huh. Yeah. We'll have to. Yeah, we'll have to see. Get somebody. Uh, get That's somebody old. On that cell is phone. old school radio fun. That's right fun. There. Though. Yeah, that is pretty good stuff. And I think when we connected uh, on the lakes here in town, Lake Thomas, uh, it is Lake Thomas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, there, you, there are. There's Three? multiples. Three? Multiple ones around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. In Berkeley County, there, there's and a lot of And it's all limestone? Quarries. Limestone quarries, yeah. Yeah. They, they were, um, I mean, limestone, That that's what we mine here in the eastern panhandle. You mm-hmm. know, West Virginia, you think of mining coal. Yeah. Well, in the west, in the eastern panhandle, th- there was one coal mine in Berkeley County. Uh, it was anthracite coal, not, not you know, yeah. bituminous. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> out you know where the woods resort, the woods, uh-huh. the area, and they're yeah out in that area. We are learning so, a thing. I know. But, uh, uh, one of the trails through Sleepy Creek, uh, you go past an old mining site out there, but Who knew? Uh, a coal mining site. But but anyway, the primary mining in this area is uh, limestone. Yeah, uh, and, and you know Berkeley Jefferson, and then over in Berkeley Springs, they mine sand mm-hmm. um, for so. silica, silica. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. silica. Yeah. yeah. So, huh. That's a that, fascinating thing too. And since uh, ever since I saw that uh, the city of Martinsburg, uh, they put on their Facebook page a week or so ago that they are starting to explore I- possible ideas. You know how they like to passive recreation, yeah, yeah, for different things happening down there. But um, I, you know, I go past it. I don't live too far away from it. It looks like it'd be a pretty cool place to kind of hang out. But I could yeah. see where it could also be pretty dangerous. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. The the a lot of the area around the very high cliffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course they dug out the limestone, so that makes makes a big cliff. So and I'm that, sure it's super know. deep too. I'm gonna. Oh guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very deep. Yeah, and. Uh, I mean, they can't arrest me now because I'm I'm old. But as a kid, <laughs> I, I used to sneak I and, and I like the, I like the stories <clears throat> yeah. that are prefaced by yeah. that. Yeah, this lake statute of limitations. Out, yeah. we, this lake is pulling out a ton of stories from yeah, people. Yeah, we we used to sneak under the fence, go mm-hmm. in there and swim and fish and, and, and all that. But <laughs> hey, they uh, say there's big fish in there too. Oh yeah. How yeah, do fish huge. get in there though? People put them in and then okay. they then they populate. And, right. um, you got kids climbing under the fence with their buddies. They might have with tiny little, little minnows <laughs> yeah. and they're just like. In yeah. a year, I'll be back for you. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, Seth Jenkins was a city policeman years ago, and he caught us one time in there, and he looks at us. He says, I know every one of you. This is a small town, right? Yeah. He says, I know every one of you boys. I know your parents. I'm going to call them and tell them you were in here. Uh, so we all go home, and, and we have to admit, oh, we got caught in the quarry, and then they fuss that. He never called. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that was enough. That's all he had to say, right? Because, yeah. Wow. Well, David, unfortunately, we have to get to our bottom of the hour break here in just a few seconds. But I uh, appreciate you reaching out to us. I mean, my goodness, who would have thought that we'd end up talking to, you know, the past you and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the person that designed the dang building? I have to ask, though, like how I think some people leave their their work position and then they just don't pay attention to it. Have you followed the progress of these stations through the years and how are we doing? Oh yeah. I mean, I've tough questions. I live in the community, so I I listen. And, uh, I mean, this, this show is great. Uh, I I do appreciate listening to that. And 
I'm retired now, so I have the time at home to turn right. on the radio and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, listen to local stuff. And Well, David, you're welcome back anytime you want. Door's always open This time, I'm, a, I'm actually going to put it on the Yeah, calendar. we'll make sure that we know you're coming in this yeah. time, too, okay. next time you come in. Uh, but, David, thank you for joining us on Panhandle Live this morning. All right. It's a pleasure. And stick around for more on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice-Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed it uh, before the break, had a very interesting conversation with a former uh, WEPM news director, right? I love that. Yes. Yeah, yeah David he was Plume. news and operations. Yeah, very cool. He designed the building, of mm-hmm. all things. That was uh, a very interesting convo. So if you missed any of that, you can listen back to it a little bit later on. Oh, he had some stories, too. So I, I've already scheduled him and is on the calendar for next month. Good job. So uh, we will hear the tales of Martinsburg and probably some tales of DJ's past. Oh. I'm hoping that he And we all know that those stories can be a little... Crazy. So we have we have a series of albums in the in the front lobby, <laughs> yeah. and that's photo albums. That's when, as they say, radio was fun. Yeah, when radio was radio, and uh-huh. you can tell immediately. You can just see the cigarette smoke coming out of the <laughs> pictures, and <laughs> we're, we're gonna have our sedate little um, uh, picnic like cookout today. And that's, that's back in the day would have been a kegger. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. I mean, it would have been. Would've so, been. yeah, we don't do that these days. So, um, but I'm sure he's got some stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, so um, we we are jam-packed today. And our next guests are uh, our local Eastern Panhandle author and inspirational speaker, Brooke Hamlin, is here with Colleen Butler, who happens to be her mother. They have collaborated on a new book, The Good Portion, Women's Guided Bible Study Journal. Welcome in. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So you wrote it and Colleen, you illustrated? Yes. That's so cool. That's a nice little partnership there. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I felt honored that she asked. So Brooke, you came up with the idea for the book first and then you you said, hey, mom. I did. So I, it kind of started, I believe with, I call it a God ordained mistake. Uh I ordered an author's copy of a book that, um, a, a previous book that I wrote. And when it came, the cover and everything was right, but I opened it. And it was not my book inside. And at first, oh? I was like bummed because I was going to give it as a gift. But it was a it was a gratitude journal. And at first, I was like, "Lord, are you trying to tell me I need to be more grateful?" But then I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Hey, this is." It was so simplistic, and I was like, "It's not telling us how to be grateful. What is gratitude?" It's like we can do better than this. Mm-hmm. So since I have to do everything ten out of ten. 200 pages later, uh-huh. here we go. And I wanted <laughs> I wanted it to be beautiful. And my mom is the queen of all things beauty and a very talented artist. So I immediately enlisted her to help with this project. Well, oh, tell I us love a little this. bit about it. So um, the design for it to be, as I said, both beautiful and practical, we're both, my mother and I are both in ministry and constantly, you know, new believers were always telling people, you know, the importance of reading your Bible, but that can be a very daunting thing. Like, where do I start? Mm-hmm. What do I do? So this- yeah, do you start on page one? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. In it can the be- beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> So this is, it's kind of split into two parts. The first part is kind of like the why. Well, why is it important that we spend time in the word? And then it 
goes into the more practical aspect of like, okay, you open up your Bible, here's what you do, how you observe, interpret, and then apply it. Mm -hmm. And then you have a journal on the back where you're set loose to explore for yourself. So when someone is, as you said, a new believer and and they're kind of they lack the confidence of saying, you know, I, I think I could pick up the Bible and see something in there for me. Um, having a guide is, is very important. But are you hearing back from people that, you know, when they sit down and they've got someone or something like this to encourage them, it really does inform the rest of their day and their week? Yes, I, absolutely. I've, I think that's been the most humbling part of this whole experience. So it's just was just released um I believe two months ago now, almost exactly, but we already have four women's groups across the country in different places that have been going through it. It can also be used as a small group study, Mm -hmm. and I've been blessed to facilitate one, but just I have gotten comments back like my whole life. I've read so many books on how to read the Bible. This is the first one that really I understood. It was practical for me. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you for, you know, reigniting my desire to read the word and for helping me be able to sit down, open up the Bible and, and actually have a conversation with the Lord where I wasn't able to do that. Before. Okay. I have to say, I picked up a pink Bible and it was like, I, I love it. It's been a game changer cause it's pink Aww. and it's like, you know, larger print. So I don't have to use my gla- reading glasses, but the very, the visual nature of this, cause it's so appealing visually. I could see myself sitting down and writing notes cause it's floral. It's lovely. Yeah. I feel like uh, if you wanted, to, if you were going to sit down, if you had a Bible sitting in front of you, it can be kind of intimidating. Just this big old thing, but this is definitely not that. Well, thank you. Well, that, that's kind of, that was the goal. There's actually a story in here. Um, a comical story of a woman just in the midst of busyness, craziness with mm-hmm. little kids. Her sister. It, it was based, <laughs> okay. it was based on right. a true story of my sister's life. And she's sitting down trying like today, I'm going to read my Bible and just the craziness of what can happen in real life. She opens up to Habakkuk. There's a book in the Bible and she's like, what? What is this? I've never heard of this know, name before. What, what, yeah. what is a Habakkuk? You know, and so. <laughs> oh, I saw. I was just looking at that. It's <laughs> so an example of just like what can happen when you when you don't have a, a plan and how do you plan? You know, the Bible reading the Bible isn't meant to just be an academic exercise. You know, and that's kind of the tagline of the book is our time in the Word should feel less like a chore and more like falling in love. But then also the importance of, you do have to have proper process if you're going to understand Mm -hmm. correctly. So those, you know, we need to worship what in spirit and in truth. So you need both. And how does that combine? Another tagline is, you know, the Bible is not just a book to be read, but an adventure to be lived. So how does that happen? So our guest this morning, um, Brooke Hamlin and her, her mom, Colleen Butler, who collaborated on this great journal. One of the things that I think folks um, live in regret, believers, people of faith, is I just don't, I don't have the time. But I've discovered on my phone, it tells me how much time I spend on social media. And isn't that the worst update to get every week? Yes. Yes, it is. Your your screen time update. And that is also addressed in the book. There's a so whole talk about that. There's a whole chapter. I'm sorry, don't mean no, to keep speaking. Please. Uh, please. Called <laughs> Romancing the Mind. And the whole chapter for is kind of breaks down the scientific studies of what has happened to the human mind in the age of social media. And we have literally physically rewired our brain um, to be satisfied and to feel happiness and contentment through our phones. You know, the same part of our mind lights up when we are looking through like notifications as when like people get like uh, hit from a narcotic drug Hmm. and like science has proved this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Seriously. And so we have made ourselves dependent 
on social media. It's scary. And so how do you and develop habits that like literally rewire your mind um, to be fulfilled, um, you know, the, through the way God made us mm-hmm. through through human contact and through thinking deeply about things. There's just so many dangers that we don't think of, you know, of just staying on the surface. So what is the media. secret? Should we set a, a, a timer when we're on our phones? Should we set a specific time to sit down with a book like yours and the, and, uh, and the word of God and, and uh, just carve out that time intentionally? So I'm, I'm trying to pull it up here. In the book, we actually have a social media detox plan. Right, what page is that? <laughs> so <laughs> page 68. Yes. Well, and the, the, actually my copy is the original. So I'm hoping it's still 68 in yours. Um, just some practical. Got it. Yeah, yeah just some practical. Yeah. Simplify inputs. Take a media fast. So scientifically, mm-hmm. it takes a month for your mind to be rewired. So if you're really going to just go for it, It'd be like a big fast, but you could also take baby steps like mm-hmm. one day a week, pick a certain yeah, time. Stop it at like nine o'clock. You don't look at your phone after yes. nine, like things like that. Exactly. So, so as you can see here, it says, give your phone, give your phone a bedtime. Right. And, that, and don't have it in the bedroom with you. Yes. Huh. Hmm. Absolutely. But uh, uh, you said that, that uh, personal connection has kind of gotten lost and this uh your book here seems to really bring that back together with uh, you know the group aspect and the study aspect of things so how important do you think is that when it comes to bible study being in a group to kind of collaborate and you know talk about things well i think you know god designed um the body of christ he designed people to need people and that's not a shameful thing like we are meant to learn and grow together and we're not, we are not going to go as far in our faith when we're just isolating ourselves. And so this book can actually be used as a group study and like I was saying we um have several groups across the country that are doing it as a group study um and that's been fun too watching them learn and grow together and getting feedback from them. And actually our my my first group that I did their final night is tomorrow, so we're going to have a big party. I'm super excited about it. Are they? Do, are, do they contact you and ask you questions? Like, what did you mean on this page? What, what what direction should we go with this? I've had one group specifically. So something, a concept I talk about in the book is how um, Jewish rabbis, when they're interpreting scripture, they call each individual Bible study a pearl. And when they're placing, um, because a pearl is beautiful and meaningful by itself, but how much more beautiful is a string of pearls? So they are they try to string together biblical truths um, to to demonstrate, you know, the big picture of God's truth. So I had one group contact me and they were talking about the pearl of marriage in the mm-hmm. Bible. So I kind of did it, zoomed with them and talked about stringing the pearls uh-huh. um, cool. in that aspect. Very cool. That is very cool. So um, I'm, I'm sure folks will want to see a picture of this book and see how they can can because it's it is lovely, um, you know, as a package. But I'm sure lovely on the inside as well. Once Good folks kind of get into it, thank this woman right here for the beauty. <laughs> so, how can folks find out more about how to to get these and maybe start their own small group? Absolutely. Well, you can find this book is available um, on Amazon. You can just either search search the good portion um, or Brooke Hamlin. You can even just Google Brooke Hamlin or the good portion and it'll pop up for you um, on the Amazon page itself. It's got lots of information. Um, also, a video trailer you can watch with more information. Brooke also has two other books that are going to pop up when you put her name in Amazon. So just a little promo there. Yeah, but prolific you're, at this time. You're local to the Panhandle, right? So talk about um, you know where you guys minister now here. 
Um, I am a pastor's wife. Um, my husband is one of the teaching pastors at Connections Community Church in Inwood. Mm-hmm. We at meet, the old Apple Plant. Yes, <laughs> we are the church at the Apple Plant. That's right, the old former Muslim Apple Plant, uh, which is kind of appropriate for us because we're both Muslim alumni, I mm-hmm. guess. Oh, go but, Appleman. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yes. um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that door was just opened to us by God, and um, we just love it there. So yeah, 10 o'clock Sunday mornings. We've been there for 11 years now. And she's also in charge of the women's ministry there. And well, well, I'm getting ready to don't sell yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Well, it's kind of been because of COVID, Mm -hmm. everything kind of took a back seat, you know, and we haven't had um, an active women's ministry since COVID. So people are hungry for that. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of kickstart our women's ministry again post COVID Mm -hmm. this fall with a one day women's retreat where we're going to be studying the good portion. Brooke's going to be the speaker. Nice. I do want to say though, our church does have a women's ministry that's kind of self-supporting. Even though they function within our church called shattered hearts and they do women's retreats, they minister, they minister to women. So I'm going to kind of work in coordination with them. But yes, this fall we are going to be doing um, a Bible study and a retreat on the good portion. We'll talk about self-care. I mean, that this is certainly something whenever you, you start talking about um, ways to get yourself centered and settle in and, and uh, the word of God is a great place to start. Um, I think, uh, so kind of the first chapter of the book, um, it talks about how, you know, what would happen if you only ate one meal a week, right? No one would survive on that. We certainly wouldn't no. hear the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, but what what do you, what's the condition of our souls when we we don't feed our souls especially even believers who you know you feed your soul once a week at church like we're walking around in a state of soul deprivation we don't even we don't even realize it because we've lived this way for so long well this is certainly a, a very attractive appealing way to get back into bible study if you've been away for a while how can folks find out more um again you can just google the good portion google Brooke Hamlin, Colleen Butler. It's on Amazon. I also have a website that's halfway, halfway done. You'll find some stuff on there, but it'll <laughs> pop up. <laughs> well, Brooke, Colleen, thank you all for joining us this morning on Panhandle Live. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thank you. Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm from West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. And Marsha, hey, when is it a good time to sell your home? Well, probably any time, right? Especially when you work with Liz McDonald and her team. Now, this is a pretty interesting story. Dante and his wife, uh, they had two mortgages. They were stressed out. They were trying to figure out, you know, where the money was going to go. Uh, they had so many bills. They needed all this guidance and assistance. And one day while they were at church, of all places, especially uh, after our last guest, <coughs> a friend of them, suggest- a friend of theirs suggested, uh, you know, to Dante, hey, why don't you hit up Liz McDonald? They, you know, she helped me out. Uh, see what she can do for you. So Liz gave Dante three options. One, uh, he could take a cash offer for his house as is. Uh, the other one, you can make minimal updates. And three, you can make a bunch of updates and get top dollar. Uh, and Dante, he was pretty happy that the investor uh, ended up saying, hey, we want to give you cash without any updates. And, you know, we want to accept that offer. And they did. So uh, that's some of the things that you're getting, you can kind of expect 
from Liz McDonald and the Dandridge Group. So uh, whenever you are ready to move on your dream house, uh, but maybe you still need time to sell your current home, it can be a hectic process. and It doesn't have to be. Liz McDonald of the Dandridge Realty Group can give you an immediate cash offer for your home without all of the large hidden fees, or she can help you negotiate to get the most money out of the sale of your home. Google Dandridge Realty Group or call Liz today at 304 885 Four five and Marsha, we're getting into football season as it's uh, right around the corner. High school football season, especially, uh, is coming up in a big way. Can you believe it? No, it's hard to believe we're already into July as is. Oh my uh, gosh! So that means all the conditioning and stuff starts towards the end of the month, right? That's right. That's right. And some of it already getting going. And uh, our newest addition to the sports team, sports reporter Luke Wiggs, was able to get out and meet up with the uh, Washington High School football coach just yesterday. Stop number two on the Panhandle Sports Preview Tour leads us to Charlestown, home of the Washington Patriots, a program beginning its 15th season and in search of playoff appearance number three. Last season, the 5-5 five and five Patriots turned to sophomore quarterback Rodrigo Delgado to take snaps, but this year head coach Glenn Simpson envisions a different role for his talisman. We're looking to shift him over to our fullback position. Uh, he has done a tremendous job in the weight room, uh, building his body and maturing as, as a young man often does from the sophomore to junior year. So uh, he's going to slide over into that fullback spot where we had uh, Tyler Meisenzall last mm-hmm. year. And uh, uh, Joe Vrobel is the leader in the clubhouse to play quarterback. Vrobel and Delgado will each be tasked with one of the more unique offenses in the Eastern Panhandle. To say we run an old school offense is is not doing it justice. We run a single wing that is of the mold of the old, you know, Notre Dame's. You know, Pop Warner was a coach running this offense. You know, not not the little league. You know, <laughs> Glenn Pop Warner was running this offense. So this this we've gone old school. The highlight of the camp so far for the Patriots has been the experience returning on both the offensive and defensive lines. Wharton over there, Zach. You know, he's played four years for me. His first varsity experience was coming in at halftime in the Martinsburg game at Martinsburg as a freshman playing center, okay? Baptism by fire, and that young man more than held his own in that game. And he has been a starter for us ever since. And, you know, so you got him as a senior, Logan Comer, played darn near every snap at center for us last year, and it was his first year playing center. He's coming back. Uh, you know, there there are my seniors up there, and then you got John Brewster as a sophomore last year. Started the whole year. He's got a year under his belt now as a junior, ready to really ascend. Defense for Coach Simpson this year will be all about familiarity. We got a system that these young men have grown into with uh, Coach Wes Eddy uh, going into four years together here at, at, uh, at Washington. And so now all of these guys have played in this system and their level of understanding and, and their ability to process quickly is, is grown every year. The season for the Patriots will begin as it has for 14 of the last 15 seasons. A week one matchup with Panhandle rivals Hedgesville. Thursday, August 25th on the road. Again, that's uh, sports reporter Luke Wiggs here for WPM and WCST. Make sure you keep an eye over on the uh, 
Panhandle News Network website over on the sports tab. Uh, myself and Luke and a couple other people have uh, putting some articles up there. Uh, you know, local sports, national sports, world sports with the Tour de France starting today. You know, I had to get that uh, mm-hmm. tag in there. Just started about a uh, half hour ago, thankfully. So that'll take up the rest of my month. But yes, <laughs> keep an eye over there on uh, PanhandleNewsNetwork.com. So uh, in local news, Morgan County Sheriff's Department uh, has an ongoing bolo out. Be on the lookout for wanted subjects. You can see the pictures and other information at the Morgan County Sheriff's Department Facebook page. They're looking for uh, Ralph Jeremy Dudley, who is 36, and uh, Victoria Renee Omps, who is uh, 25. And uh, they're wanted for uh, you know a variety of, of um, charges including uh, related to wanton endangerment and larceny. So I think if, if you remember a couple of days ago, there was some police activity and they were detouring people around a particular area in Morgan County. And I think this may be related to that, but um, be on the lookout for those two subjects. And if you uh, find, find them or see them or want to give the police any information, you can either call the Morgan County Sheriff's Office or uh, 911, as a matter of fact, oh. according to Morgan County Sheriff uh, Casey Bohr. So... And uh, we're running out of time here, Marcia. I know what you were just about to go into. So there's a ton of 4th of July events uh, and activities going on in and around the Panhandle this weekend. We'll uh, go keep an eye on our Facebook page and on our uh, website. We'll have a concise list of that stuff uh, up there. But, well, Marcia, I said that a little faster than I wanted to. So uh, just keep an eye out. Uh, coming up tomorrow, 5 o'clock is when the gates open on the campus of Hagerstown Community College for the uh, Maryland Symphony Orchestra, Orchestra Salute to Independence. That's a big one. Uh, but now we actually don't have enough time to say the rest of them, Marcia. So you can check the rest of those out over on our uh, Facebook and Spotify page. If you've missed any of the show today, you can listen back to it a little bit later on. Uh, we're going to get our uh, 4th of July cookout going, I think, here at the station. Soon. yeah. Yeah, and we'll have to play this a couple of times, too. But for Marsha, <laughs> I'm Jordan. This has been Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Have fun. And we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.